Welcome to Springs and Roots. Many times in our fast-paced world, we don't have time for those God conversations that refresh us and bring life. The Springs and Roots podcast is an ongoing conversation between two friends demonstrating how our faith informs our lives. The roots of a tree hold it fast in place so that it won't be moved, while springs are fresh waters that bring life. The Springs and Roots podcast is meant to stir you up and refresh you as you continue to grow deep roots in God. Now let's jump into today's conversation with Linda Reed and Casey Watson. I don't know what uh, is going on where you live, but it's hot here. Oh, it's so hot. It's hot. And we're recording this in the month of October. I'm not sure when this will be released. Yes. So it could be Christmas by now. I don't yeah. know. But right now, it's October and it's hot. It's like 94 degrees yesterday. And we're ready for the seasons to yes. change. That's right. We're ready. <laughs> and that's what we're going to talk about today. How the Lord has been speaking about seasons and change and little by little and all of these things. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we're feeling it. That's right. We're feeling. Well, we're feeling it. Like I mean, I think that's great. You know that you just said that because we're we're really in fall. I think we are officially. In fall. Yeah. Oh yeah. September is officially fall, so we're officially in fall. But we're feeling the season of summer, and that's literally why everybody's talking about it. Is because it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's is true. not right. So what we want to talk about is how God works in seasons yep. and how it is right, you know, because his seasons are always right yes. and how we can be in tune with those seasons. And I was just asking you, Casey, why the Lord is speaking this to you lately. So because we want to keep this conversational, like what's really going what's on in life? What's really going yeah, on? What's really going on? Well, we've been, my, uh, Jonathan and I, my husband and I have been talking a lot about um, why we're here. We recently relocated to Tennessee from Vermont. We've been here. We're coming up on a year. Yep, almost a year. Mm -hmm. Closing in. One of the conversations that we just kind of keep coming back to is why? What's our purpose? The Lord clearly led us here and he has met every single one of our needs. But one of the questions that we have just continued to have is why? And early on in this process, the Lord said to me, and I may have even shared this already on the podcast, Will you still love me if you never know why? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, at the time, I'm like, nope, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I did. I said it. I told him out loud. I said, nope, absolutely not. Well, and then, and then I was in the car, and then a couple like a couple miles later, I was just after that, it was just silent in the car. There's like just this heavy silence. Mm-hmm. And a couple miles later, I was like, oh, yes, of course. You know, you know, you have my heart. You know, the answer will always be yes. Mm -hmm. I would like to know why. Yes. (laughs) But if you do not choose to give me the why, then I will still love you. So that was right after we moved here Mm -hmm. and we've, we're coming up on a year, like I said. So the question's kind of coming back around again. And this time from my husband, like I'm kind of settling in. I feel the roots slowly, you know, sinking. I'm feeling the familiarity of like being somewhere new and, kind of that's starting to happen and he um is you know working and commuting and um we're you know the lord has provided for us so faithfully and we're very thankful for that but i think there still is a little bit of like okay lord 
why? (laughs) What is the purpose in this? And we were walking the other morning and I just felt like as he was talking, I just kept hearing this phrase little by little and then all at once. Mm. And I've actually since then talked to a couple of other people and have said it. And that has just resonated so deeply with my heart and with these other friends that I'm talking to and having these conversations as they're talking and I'm hearing the same thing. They're talking and I'm hearing the same word little by little and then all at once. And it's just kind of become this like constant thing. I'm this mantra that I'm hearing in my head. And so when you uh, were talking to me about seasons, I heard it even then little by little and then all at once. And it references, um, there's this verse in Exodus, um, Moses has gone to Mount Sinai and he's getting the 10 commandments and saying one stripe between receiving the 10 commandments and receiving the, um, the specifications for the temple, the Lord talks about how they're going to conquer the land. And it's not a very big section, but it's just this one little verse and the, it's verses 29 and 30 in chapter 23 in Exodus. So he just basically says, I can't give it to you all at once because the wild animals would be too numerous and the land would become desolate. So I will give it to you little by little. And the purpose is that he wants to give them a chance to increase in number so that when they conquer the land, they can actually hold the land, right? So that when they walk into the promise, they have strength, wisdom, and might to hold it. And it not be overcome by the wild animals or not become um, desolate or invaded by the other armies. And so, and when we look at the Israelites, just as a really quick, they're wandering in the desert for 40 years. This happens sometime in that process. And then Joshua comes into the picture and that's when actually this starts to happen. And that's another 30 plus ish years Mm -hmm. process. So we're talking... Very much little by little. That's right. Little by little. (laughs) One step at a time. I have the verse in front of me. I'll read it. Yeah. um, Like you said, Exodus 23, 30. And God says, well, this is 29. I will not drive them out before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. Yeah. So we were talking about... You know, before we started recording, you know, why does God, you know, why does he do things in seasons? Why Mm -hmm. does he do things little by little? And um, we didn't really have a great of an answer, but you just gave it, (laughs) which is so that we can actually possess what he wants to give us when it's in its full measure. But we can't possess it all at once because we have to do it little by little so that through that time, we kind of like... It's like people say like, oh, extend your tip pegs, you know, but if we're doing that inside of our person, you know what I mean? So it's developing a greater character so that when we can possess a greater territory, if you will, spirit or, or whatever, even physically, we have to do it little by little. And I think that's where the challenge comes in because do we want to do things little by little? (laughs) Never. I want it done now. The idea pops into my head. Boom. Okay. I don't care if it's 10 o'clock at night. Let's make it happen right now. Right. Exactly. So it's our kind of our society, which I think has really changed even since my grand, 
my grandparents' age. Like, at, yes. even when our grandparents were, you know, our Well, age. they're farmers. Yeah. I mean, my that's my family. They're farmers. Mm-hmm. They know the season. They understand the, the concept the seasons, of seasons, and they right. understand the concept of waiting. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Of of the time of preparation, of the time of planting, watering, and then harvest. And, and rest. Very important. <laughs> yep. Um, but we live in the society of fast food. Yeah. <laughs> so we have no clue where our food comes from. We have no clue. The seasons is actually really, this is like, go places. Yeah. We show up to the window and say, give it to me now. <laughs> it comes out. Exactly. But it's not, but see, here's the thing. God's not a fast food God. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, while you were talking, I kept hearing the phrase, there's grace in his withholding. Mm. And he gives us what we're ready for. And if he were to give it all at once, we would be weak children. I mean, we, we, our character has to be able to maintain what he's giving. Right. And sometimes we learn by trial by fire. Sometimes we have to just be challenged over our depths in order to have change and to have growth and, and pain brings about change. I think that's right. And so, um, let's talk about this because I feel like, you know, we, we want to give give something to you know people that are listening, and not that we actually have the total answer to this, but it's <laughs> it's something that you know I I think actually in the last couple of years I would I'll speak for you too. Go I think it. it's been a, a revelation that we have grown in, which is um, answering the question: How do we know what season we are in? If if yeah. God works little by little, if He works you know in seasons, then. You know, if I'm a person that's just sitting there looking at my life, how do I know? Because I feel like that's honestly where a lot of believers are yeah. confused because they 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 may even be hearing us talk about little by little and character and territory. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? So h- how do we figure out, you know, what season we're in? Well, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is just to ask the Lord to be to boldly approach the throne and say I am feeling this way maybe it's you're feeling good maybe you're feeling elation in your life and you're feeling like I could conquer all, all things maybe you're feeling pain and sorrow and suffering that just will not end maybe you're feeling um, the angst and tension of transition, mm-hmm. but you don't have the words for those, or you recognize that those things are happening, but you don't understand the greater context. And I think it's just boldly approaching the throne and say, okay, Lord, this is what I'm feeling. I need your vocabulary for this. That's good. So that's the first thing that comes to mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I would say, when you just said the word vocabulary, then, you know, where do we go for our God vocabulary? You know, it's the Bible. Yes. You know, um, like we just said, God's not a fast food God, but I can tell you when, when you get into the word, you see exactly how God works in seasons. We were just listing some, you know, God has the festivals of Israel or that, or it's actually the festivals of the Lord. He gave them the, the festivals all match seasons, yep. the agricultural seasons. You have like the times and the seasons of, you know, the, the moves of God in the, in the scripture. I mean, if you read the Bible, it's not the exact same time frame. Things are changing. There's seasons there, just our natural seasons. You know, there's so many different parallels that yes. God uses to show us. So we need to get into the word and get that God vocabulary um, that you're talking about. So what I hear you saying is 
maybe two things. Number one, we have to know the word. Mm-hmm. We can't just do the magic, um, open the Bible, put my finger somewhere and hope that that verse applies though. Yes. Sometimes that does work. Oh yeah. That's worked for everybody, <laughs> but that, but that's not going to sustain you. <laughs> that's not sustainable. That's not meat. That's a treat. Um, yeah, and, and then the other thing I hear you saying is that the seasons that are represented in the word give us a glimpse of how God works. Yes. Right. And so if it was true, then it's true now because he never changes. So you're saying as we read the word, as we study the word, as we get to know him and his seasons through the stories in scripture, we can then take a step back and say, Oh, I maybe see this pattern in my life. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I'll give an example. This has been a pattern or seasons that uh, the Lord has used really for me a lot to help me figure out where I'm at. So if you just look at three th- three major places that the children of Israel were at in the journey that you were just talking about with yeah. Moses. First, they were in Egypt. Then they were in the wilderness crossing. And then they were on to possess the promised land or their inheritance. Actually, they were in another place. They were in four places. Then they were in the wilderness of wandering. But I believe the first three places they were at because they were... Com- and there's a scripture for each one that says God had them there. Yes, even in Egypt. Yes, yeah. God placed them there. Those are three seasons. So Egypt represents bondage. The wilderness crossing represents a time of testing of your faith. Yeah. And possessing the promise of the inheritance uh, represents a time of harvest or growth. And so we, those are three healthy cycles that we can go to, go through. And with Egypt, ultimately represents our ultimate salvation. But what it really represents also for believers is when we get saved, there's still areas in our life yes. that we um, are in a type of slavery too. Okay. Yes, we're a new creation, but we're also working. We're also being sanctified. We are being saved. Yeah. And so for me, like there was a, I was saved for many years, but I was still in bondage to fear. And so there was a season when I was actually reading this story that we're, uh, you know, we're kind of talking about right now. And the Lord showed me how the children of Israel didn't possess their promise because they were afraid of the giants. And yeah. in through that Bible um, text, the Lord set me free from the spirit of fear. It's been 10 years this year. That's awesome. And so that was like me coming out of a type of Egypt. Yeah. Okay. So I was set free from a bondage. And then through that next, you know, couple of years, I had to kind of, the Lord would allow me to be tested. And a test isn't a bad thing from God. A test says, what do you know? What do you believe? Yes. And what are you ready for? Ready. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, the spirit of fear would try to come against me. And sometimes I, I did cower, but sometimes I didn't, but I yeah. had still learned yeah. through my freedom. And then I began to possess promises, you know, which is represented by the promised land because I was free from the spirit of fear. So those yeah. were, that was a cycle that I went yeah. through. And I think like those are healthy cycles. So like, you know, oftentimes if I'm going through a hard time, I'm like, oh, I'm in a wilderness crossing. What is the test that's happening right now? Yeah. What, is, what is it that God wants to see? Linda, what do you believe? And then once I recognize that, it helps me because if I'm in a wilderness crossing, then guess what? I know the next season is time to possess the process. <laughs> yeah. And so that gets me excited and it yep. helps me through it. So that's how for me, like personally knowing my season helps me because I, if I know what season I'm in, I know what the next what's season, coming. Right. Yeah. So because he's also a God of order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that leads us, that leads me to the next 
thing I was thinking is that, um, you know, we have to pay attention to what's happening. Yes. This is, I think, a third way we recognize our season. We pay attention. Sometimes I feel like I just fall into autopilot Mm -hmm. and I'm going, 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 and then bad things are happening or struggles are coming or whatever. And I'm all, I'm not paying attention. I'm just walking through them or whatever without actually stopping and paying attention to what is going on so that I can recognize, Oh wait, okay, hold on one second. I'm seeing a pattern. I'm seeing this. Mm -hmm. So I think we, we have to ask the Lord boldly before his throne. We ask him, we know the vocabulary by knowing his word and we just pay attention. Mm -hmm. It's just looking up and being present. I had a friend the other night, she was kept on talking and she kept on using the word mindful. So I'm like, Oh, she heard that somewhere. Being mindful. But I love the word because it caught on to me too. But that's exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's, it's yeah. taking account of our mind is what, how I would yes. define mindful and or being self-aware is another way to say that. And I think that's one thing that I've actually heard all highly successful people. That's their number one attribute is that they're very self-aware. So it's being aware. It's taking account, just like you said. Yeah. And I think the best place to do that every day, honestly, is number one in your quiet time. But the other place that I love doing that in is when I'm doing what I call mindless things washing the dishes, yeah. vacuuming, mowing the grass, you know, what, whatever it is for men or women that's kind of like that mindless activity. Yeah, where your body is kind of on autopilot, mm-hmm. so your your mind is free to actually engage. Yes, to be mindful. Yeah. <laughs> it's so. interesting, when you said mindful, I also thought of the word righteousness. Mm. Because being mindful and being and righteous, walking in righteousness, it means to be right living. I think there's that's a correlation. Good there right because even in a season of trial Mm -hmm. even in a season of suffering Mm -hmm. even in a season of joy and and just gladness right there's still the ability to walk in righteousness to walk in right living and I think that is actually really closely tied into our minds Mm -hmm. and where we set our minds and that being mindful Mm -hmm. so I like that I like that word. Okay, so when we're in a season, what do we do? We recognize. Yes. Oh, crud. (laughs) Or oh, yay. I am in a season of trials and tribulation and heartache and and it just doesn't seem to end. What What do we do? So I think what we do is... Again, it goes back to the word of God. What God was looking for the Israelites to do was he was looking for them to say, and it's not say, it's not pretend like the season isn't there. It's not saying, oh, we we do have water when we don't really have any water. That's not what I'm saying. But what you say is you go back to God's faithfulness. You go back to and you say, well, we don't have any water, but guess what? God provided for us back there. He's going to provide for us this time. Yeah. So you go back to all the times you know. he's been faithful. That's mm-hmm. right. You go back to what you know, which was what I saw you do when you guys moved here. Because <laughs> I would call that, a t- that was a time of testing. Because yeah. you, you were released from one place. You came here on faith, not knowing what yeah. the heck was going on, where you were going to be, what yeah. you know your husband's job was going to be. But what I consistently saw you do was declare, God has been faithful to me. He did this for me. He did this for me. He did this mm-hmm. for me. And you declared his faithfulness. Yes. And I think that is the answer. When you say, what do we do if we're in one of those seasons? We d- go back to what he has done and then we declare it. And then I feel like when we do that, we are actually pressing. Word goes forward. 
Yes. Words go forward. So you were putting your words forward in time mm-hmm. to the time that you saw the harvest. Yeah. Or possess the promise, which is when Jonathan got his job, you guys got your house, like everything started coming together. That was a full cycle season for you guys that you did in one year. And now you're kind of, again, I think at the back, again, recycling back through and saying, okay, Okay. now what's next? The Lord, to the Lord. Yeah, I think remembrance is key. And I think that's why it's so important to surround yourself with people who are godly and have wisdom and who love you because yeah. they can help you remember. Mm-hmm. There were plenty of times I forgot mm-hmm. and um, I would have sometimes Jonathan, sometimes my mom, sometimes mm-hmm. a friend would just say, sometimes you would just mm-hmm. I remember, yeah. remember. And, and, and that's kind of like a remembrance stone, right? That's why they, and yeah. that's why in the old Testament, especially there's memorials and stones everywhere. And the stone, bore witness, you know, which is such a funny thing because it's an inanimate object, but you know, like Joshua put the stone there. This stone will be the witness that we've chosen to follow the Lord, to follow God. So I think it's a remembrance. I think, um, I think in some manner, this, there's a tension in this, especially when it's a season of suffering, but there's a man, there is a, there is a, some manner where we have to lean in and embrace it. Now, we don't necessarily succumb. Right. We don't lay down and play dead. Right. But we lean in, and it might just be a posture of, Lord, instead of saying why, say, Lord, what is in this for me? Mm. What do you have for me? Specifically when we're going through suffering or pain or rough seasons or those seasons where it just feels like you're doing the same thing over and over again. You're planting the same seed and getting the same result. And this, and it may be even in good soil, but it's just mm-hmm. taking a while. You're right. waiting. You're like watching the soil. Like mm-hmm. when will the sprout pop up? Yeah. And it will mm-hmm. because he's faithful. Mm-hmm. If the soil is ready and the time is right, it will happen in his season. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is a leaning in and an embracing it even when it's painful mm-hmm. we can't just ignore it mm-hmm. we have to learn from it and grow from it and I also think then when there's seasons of joy when we're in seasons of harvest or rest I think first of all a note about harvest you just said this earlier when we're in harvest the enemy will try to steal that's your right. harvest yes, so word. when you said it because I was going to <laughs> when you're in a season of harvest be on guard. Yes, watch out. That's right. Don't l- drop your guard. That's right. <laughs> um, but still there is rejoicing. Yeah, yeah. But that's a really good word though, honestly, mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't know how, again, going in and out of seasons, like yeah. if you don't know how to get your harvest, then yes. that may be he where will. you feel like you're constantly stuck in another yeah. season when it actually, the season has changed yeah. and it is time for the harvest, but the enemy wants to come and steal it because... Yes. It says in the word, Philistines used to love to do that. They would come and they would raid Israel right at the time of harvest. That's, in fact, why Gideon was hiding in the wine press while he was harvesting barley. Because he was hiding because he knew that that was their pattern. Mm. That they would steal from them during the harvest. So, yes, definitely watch out. Watch time for the harvest. Yeah. And just be ready to yeah. claim your harvest and not let the enemy steal it from you. But at the same time, there's joy in the harvest. That's right. And there's joy and peace in the rest. Mm-hmm. And so when you're in those seasons, embrace them fully. Whatever he has for you in those seasons, 
be obedient, be obedient, especially in seasons of rest, because you don't know what's coming. Be obedient to that rest. What we're talking about, the kind of rest we're talking about is a soul rest. It might be fasting from social media for a while. It might be saying no to more social engagement so that you can press in and be with your family. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about, we we lived in Vermont, so we know what it's like to be snowed in Mm -hmm. when you can't, you can't leave Mm -hmm. and it's really cold and there's a fire lit and there's beautiful music playing and a you know stew is simmering on the stove that to me like finding the spiritual equivalent of that to me is what rest looks like Mm -hmm. right it's just holing up and being content to be still before him and being okay with saying no to things and I think so my point is I think we gotta really press in to those seasons so that we can be prepared for what's coming because even the season of labor is hard, but it's, there's good in that too, Mm -hmm. but it's just, you have your body, your, your spirit, your soul, your mind, they need these cycles in these seasons. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is this is what we were praying before we, you know, kind of got started today was that the Lord gives the seasons like he gave them to us. So he only gives good things. So Mm -hmm. in every season, there's something good. Even in the seasons that seem hard, there is something good. If like we will do what you said, lean into the Lord and asking what it is that he has for us. Um, There's good in obviously the season of getting free from something. There's good in the season of testing. There's good in the season of harvest. There's good in the season of rest. There's good in all because God gave them to us. Um, And he knows us like he... We always have to remember he he created us. He's our designer, <laughs> you know. So he knows what is the best for us, and so we we can't live in one season either. By the way, we have to go through the season. So it's just a really healthy. I think this is a great healthy encouragement. Little by little, know the seasons because it will actually help people live a more fulfilling yeah. you know life and walk with the Lord. Yeah, he's not a one dimensional God, right? And we're not called to live one-dimensional lives. So there's got to be movement. There's got to be changing. And, you know, a season can last. It can it can fall in sync. A lot of times I've heard that what is happening in the natural is a reflection of what's happening in the spiritual. Oh, yeah, sure. So a lot of times our seasons can follow what is happening, in, you know, outside, outside your window. Mm-hmm. Like the season that's happening outside can be what's happening inside. But sometimes there's... Sometimes it's longer. Sometimes that season of suffering is longer. Sometimes the season of joy is longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even maybe within those bigger seasons, there's little or smaller. Don't I mean, you think? There, there, I literally <laughs> was just thinking the same thing right before you said it. Like there just is. Yeah. There is. And that's why it, it's so important for people to understand this. We can't rush his seasons no. because he's in control, but we can lean in. We can embrace what's happening. We can ask him, not why, but what for, what do you have for yes. me in this? And we can look back and remember and press in to who he is and ask for his wisdom, his clarity, his words, his vocabulary. I love that idea. God, what is your vocabulary? What is your perspective for what's happening? So, yeah. And good enjoy word. the process. Good word for today. this week on Springs and Roots. 
If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you may listen. We look forward to chatting with you next week on the Springs and Roots podcast. Thank you.